We had big plans for our premiere episode. The scripts were written. Some interviews had already been completed. Ideas were close to coming to fruition. We had every intention of bringing you something different for our very first episode. And then things changed. China has identified the cause of the mysterious pneumonia outbreak in Wuhan city. And it's from the same family that caused the deadly SARS epidemic 17 years ago. We begin tonight with new warnings about the coronavirus known as COVID-19. It has begun to spread rapidly outside the epicenter of China and countries are bracing for the medical and economic impact. Coronavirus cases in New York State exploding, what officials now consider the epicenter of the pandemic in America. These times are unprecedented, but we adapt. With the center closed and access to our studio off limits, we had to come up with something new for episode number one. And this is it. We have a lot of great things in the works for you in the future, hopefully the near future. But in the meantime, we have something else for you. The Miller Center team continues to assist small businesses remotely. We will get back to business, and we will be better than ever. But as they say, the show must go on. From the Miller Business Center at the Middle Country Public Library, this is Centered on Business. Elizabeth Malafi is the coordinator of the Miller Business Center. The Miller Center is a regional business center on Long Island whose mission is to support local businesses, entrepreneurs, nonprofits, job seekers, and more. And we do this in several ways. As part of the Middle Country Public Library, research is an important aspect of what we do. We have a wide variety of business resources that can help find data for business or marketing plans, gather competitive intelligence, and even find potential customers. The Miller Center also offers educational programs based on the needs of the business community. The topics of these programs range from social media to branding to Excel to web design. And each program starts with time for attendees to network with each other. Through experience, we know that meeting new people and networking with other professionals is a great way to spread the word about you and your business. Networking before programs is just one way we help the community to do this. We also offer two trade shows a year. Strictly Business is a business-to-business event which features more than 90 local businesses and over 100 attendees. We feature more than 80 Long Island women entrepreneurs at the Women's Expo every fall, welcoming more than 2,500 attendees to shop their beautiful products. We encourage you to reach out if you would like to learn more about what we do for Long Island businesses. When we found out we needed to work from home, we thought about ways we can continue to stay connected to our members and to our small business owners. I mean, at this point, our original premiere episode had to be put on hold, but we didn't want to delay the podcast. So we found some pretty neat technology that allows us to record remotely. And around about that time, Elizabeth had started a business book discussion on Instagram, a way to reach out to patrons from home and have them interact with us. The title that she chose was the Wall Street Journal's bestseller, The Energy Bus. And it occurred to us that this would be a great thing that we could chat about. 
So here is that discussion, recorded from various points on Long Island. Now, if you haven't read The Energy Bus and don't want to be spoiled, hit pause and come back to us. So here's our book discussion of John Gordon's The Energy Bus. Okay, so guys, did you read the book? What would you think? The Energy Bus. I listened to it on uh, audio, and I really enjoyed it. It actually did energize me, and I am, like, driving my own bus now. I agree. I thought it was probably a good thing for me to listen to, given what's going on right now. Yeah. Just kind of, I think that's why I picked it. One, due to its short length, I really wasn't looking for something very long. And I thought, I really just need something positive. And I saw the word positive on the cover, and I thought, this one's for me. What'd you think, Sal? I hated it. What? (laughs) I don't understand. How could you hate it? I, okay, I'm not, all right, maybe I'm being too harsh. I didn't hate it. I thought that it could have been a single piece of paper. Really? That said, be positive. The end. Really? <laughs> I, I just think that the, yeah, exactly. The, the, the 10 rules and I think there's like a little something that each person can get out of it. Like for me, I mean, I don't want to mess up our, our, flow or anything but like you know cultivating positive energy feed the positive dog like i don't know i think there was different ideas in that that really struck with me at at different points so but i also think like i i don't think he, he was saying anything new i don't think it was so much that he was telling a story we haven't heard right right And i think almost the best the best self-help, the best business books that I've read, they're not recreating the wheel. It's almost as if they're reminding you of those things that you know about. Like, you know that uh, you have to be positive. You know that you can't let fear stop you. But you forget. You get locked in this rut. You get locked in this in this negative way of thinking. Absolutely. And you kind of... You need this. You need, like, a reminder. You need a joy in your life to, like, say, snap out of it. Yeah. And, like, I think, like like you said, is he's not reinventing the wheel, but it's just taking it and giving it in a different format. And his format is the energy bus. So I, I, I liked it as a, as a good reminder. And I definitely took away a lot. Um, a lot from it. I was like writing down notes furiously uh, as I was listening. Yeah, but what you, what Elizabeth, what you said, what you just said in a very concise, well thought out uh, paragraph was what could have been said and then left. For me, I felt like this was more of a, and I hate to say this, and I, I'm sorry that that I, I, I'm, I'm going to be a, 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 an energy vampire. Dude. <laughs> but um, Dude. <laughs> but uh, I, I just feel that there was this was a very glossed over way of saying something that could have been said very concisely in a much shorter way. And but- to me, it personally, to me, it felt more like a sales pitch for a for like a one of these feel good seminars rather than something that i think i would go away with and it would be 
you know, important to me or it would be, it would change my life. To yeah. me, to me, it was more of, of a pitch, a sales pitch. And there's other things that I have issues with that we'll talk about later because uh, I don't want to jump ahead. But I just felt that, yes, it is absolutely positively important to be positive. I, I feel like people's lives can absolutely change if you take a positive attitude. But I just felt this was, for me, this was glossing over certain things. I mean, there was there were parts in this book. I mean, I'll, I'll bring one up here. There was something that was alluded to. There was an illusion of someone on this bus pretty much thinking about committing suicide. And I felt like that part was dangerously glossed over as just like a little tiny bit of drama thrown in here i could see that and i feel like there's so many moving parts and there's like a so many complexities to people's psyche and and for someone to get to that point where they're thinking you know i'm gonna end it all i forgot what the what the term was in the book where he said i was just gonna walk out walk over off or something like that and it was meant to be very dramatic but i think it was just kind of like a paragraph or too long and then it like moved like but i was positive and guess what i met joy and she was great you know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, that was a little. I, I was concerned that it was a little uh, too uh, simplistic in its in in the way it was presented. I feel like maybe we're taking this conversation into how things are presented, maybe away from this book because maybe you're just wanting more from this book than it's giving. And yes, he probably wrote it to sell. Um, seminars. He probably wrote it as something that he puts into a packet that's part of something else. Um, again, I saw it as just like a reminder for somebody a like me. Yes, a refresher. For somebody like me who's read other self-help books and, you know, uh, gone to other presentations where positive thinking is something that's mentioned it was kind of a refresher and maybe if you have somebody who hasn't read a lot of self-help books maybe isn't a big reader or you're trying to convince you know listen to an, an audiobook they're they're really great uh don't be alarmed by the audiobooks you've seen that are 14 hours long here's one that's Two and a half hours, two hours yeah. and 20 minutes. So, yeah. you know, is it perfect? No. no. I could probably sit here and point out so many different problems that I had with it. But I think overall, how I felt when I walked away from the book was, okay, I feel good. And one thing I thought, you know, there's two main characters in the book. You have Joy, the bus driver. She drives the energy bus. And you have George, the guy who has to take the bus because he has the flat tires. And I thought, well, who am I? Am I a Joy or am I a George? Sal, who are you? I'm the mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing the flat tire and the spare. I, I got to be I gotta be frank. I'm the mechanic. I'm the guy who says, you know what? You're lucky you're here because if you didn't come in, you, your brakes would have failed. Um, you know, that's me. I'm kind of like the straight, straight guy kind of takes emotion out of it. Maybe I am a vampire. I don't know. <laughs> ah! But, but, but if I, I could not, I could not relate to either one of these characters, unfortunately. Okay. Alex. I could, um, uh, completely, uh, relate to George. 
you know, as soon as the book starts, it, te- it tells you about the situation where his, you know, he has a flat tire. And I think they describe, like, his anger and, you know, when he goes back into his house and his kids are like, oh, daddy, can we play basketball? Or, daddy, I want to do this. And he's just not even thinking about them. And he's like, you know, his wife is like, I told you so. And, you know, it, like, ruins his whole day. And, and then he... There's other points where he's, like, upset and stuff like that, very pessimistic. And I feel like that would be me. That I am totally like that. And I feel like, you know, I would need, like, a joy to just, like, kind of just be, like, give me these tips sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm a Georgia, you know? I, he, I think he was an interesting character. I definitely, definitely think they both were. What about you, Elizabeth? What are you? I mean, I think I aspire to be a joy and I have to stop myself from being a George. Like I, I do think my first reaction is to be like, Oh my God, a flat tire. Why does this always happen to me? It's yeah. Ridiculous. My whole day is ruined now. Like, yeah, this is terrible. Things like this only happen to me. And like, I have to, and I'm hoping this book kind of like really helps me keep this going. Like, you know, no, stop it. It's just a flat tire. Like, big deal. Like, yeah. Like, so there's a bus that you can take. The world is fine. Like, you'll take a bus and you'll get to work and it's fine. It's fine. So I am a George who aspires to be a joy. And let's see how long this lasts. You guys can let me know. You guys yeah. can be on track. If I start to be George, just go joy. Joy. Yeah. Where's joy? I I don't I don't I don't want to uh, knock us off track or anything like that, but I feel like that's the same thing with me. And like I know we're gonna touch on like what our favorite like what our rules are or favorite um, pieces are. So I don't want to go ahead. Well, that's a great transition, Alex. We we do want to talk about. I mean, there's ten rules. We're not going to talk about all of them. Okay. Which is the rule that you felt like you walked away from this book and and you you finished it a couple of days ago yeah what rule are you still thinking about today or it was uh rule number four invite people on your bus the more energy you'll have with the more positive people on your bus and i i just feel like you know i and i even apply this in real life and at work and like sometimes if you are just that a little bit more positive you might make other you're going to make other people positive if you bring a positive energy into the workspace there's it's more likely that other people are going to have a similar energy you know obviously that's i don't know I, maybe i'm totally off but i feel like if you kind of give that energy out into the world, it's more likely that other people will be like that. And with that, I also uh, liked the, the, the ticket portion. Invite people on your bus and share your vision for the road ahead. Right, exactly. And I feel like this is actually something that we do at the at the library when we do the summer reading club and we invite the part-timers to you know promote the summer reading club with you know and we give them incentives and stuff like that it's almost it reminded me of that like we're giving them a ticket trying to pump them up like elizabeth you always say it's a pep rally for the summer reading club like 
that that's kind of what I what I thought of, and I was like, that's exactly it. Like we're like we're giving them a ticket. Like buy into our you know reading club. Let's do this. You know. Yeah, Sal. Uh, I know you didn't love the book, or uh, maybe you even said you hated it, but were there any um, of the rules that you thought, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. if you had read them on a one-page sheet? If I, if I was given these rules on a one-page sheet, I, I, I do agree with all these rules. I do. I agree with all these rules. My favorite one is Drive With Purpose. I think it's number nine. That's nice. Um, yeah. I like that. That to me, yeah. that you know, purpose. I think is very important. I think it's the goal. It's the 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 road ahead where you have to get to. I, please don't misunderstand. I don't think that this what's inside the book. I don't think that the rules. I don't think that the um, the 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 thought process here is bad. I just. I don't like the way it was presented. No, I, I, yeah. get it. I, I, I don't. I guess, I guess for me, I didn't like the fictionalization of this I, book. I liked that. I liked, and I don't. I think Elizabeth, you may have too liked the. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it that put a nice spin on it, and it was like, okay, you know, rather than just, you know, I've read other books similar to this. Um, you know, self-help books where it's it's just somebody talking to you about it. But this was a way to kind of p- take yourself out of it and look at somebody else's life. And I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was an interesting way to understand the concept. I don't know that every business book or every self-help book I read, I want it to be a fictionalized account. Right, right. But I did enjoy it for this one. I felt like it let me see it in a very honest way. Agreed. That said, when I was trying to just really see which, when I was thinking about which rules stuck with me the most, I'm kind of having a hard time because over the days, different ones are standing out for me, or I almost feel as if they're so tied together. It's hard to pick one. You know, if I, if I'm not dry, like, at first I thought, okay, well, I have to be the driver of my own bus. Like I have to take responsibility for what's happening to me to a certain extent. Again, we can argue any of these things. There are, there are situations in your life where no matter what you do, no matter how much responsibility you take, they're out of your control. But I'm talking about things such as what's going on with George and things that might happen in your workplace. So I really thought a lot about that, like take a lot of responsibility for driving your bus. And then I thought, okay, that's great. But really the positivity part really stuck with me. So I would go to, you know, enthusiasm attracts more passengers and energizes them during the ride. But that can be all well and good. But sometimes there are people that just don't care about what you're doing. Exactly. So then I I jumped to, okay, well, then I'm going to not waste my energy on those who don't get on my bus. I'm like, that's my favorite. And then I, I would think, but wait, but I love that no energy vampires allowed. So. I jumped around a lot, different day, different favorite rule. Same, same here, same here. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think my biggest takeaway really was to try to like stop when I'm feeling those negative things, when I'm thinking, 
I can't believe I'm stuck at home doing all this work instead of being in the office. Or I can't believe I can't help patrons at the library for however long. We don't even know. Right. It's like, okay, Elizabeth, stop. Let's think about what you can do for people at home. Let's talk to your colleagues. Let's see what they want to do. Let's see where their enthusiasm levels are. Great. Oh my gosh, we've come up with so many great ideas. Next week, we're going to be doing this. We'll do this. How about this? And then all of a sudden, everybody's feeling excited and you, I was able to move those negative thoughts away and bring in the positive thoughts and feel that, feel better. Yeah, I I, I, I like that. And I like that and you're feeding the positive dog you're cultivating that energy and um repetition is key is something i wrote down respond with strength and positive energy grow it and build it and like i feel like for me personally that's something you have to you have to do you can't it can't just be like a a one day thing you got to kind of and I certainly would like recommend this book to somebody who may not be feeling so great about like their situation, their job, whatever, you know, their business or whatever, you know, I think it it, it is a good like kind of kick in the rear end, you know, just to just to like realize it makes sense with that. I and I don't want to throw a total like uh, 360 on the spin. Can we talk about The Rock for a minute? The Rock? You mean Dwayne Johnson? No, not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Because I was all into talking about The Rock. <laughs> yeah. You mean, you mean The Rock that uh, Joy gave George on the bus? Yes. Can, can some, I, I, in my notes, I have, first of all, I have, I hate Tom in ex, exclamation, <laughs> like, you know, in all, all caps with, with underlined and exclamation points. And then underneath it, I said, "What does the rock represent?" And I'm, I, I'm still not sure. So, so she gave him the rock. He took it with him. The rock was all dirty, and I think when, when she, when he finally was able to clean it off, he realized it was uh, valuable. Maybe, okay. it was, maybe it was gold. I think it was gold, right? Was that the? I think that rings up true, like maybe. a piece of gold yeah. or a piece of silver or something like that. And yeah, I think, that that sounds about. I right. think the point was that you know, there you know if you if you go underneath the surface, you'll find value in something that you didn't think was valuable. That's okay. how I took it away. Okay. All right. I just want to know why she's driving a bus if she's got what obviously is a very expensive piece of uh mineral there which she could probably you know well she just wants to spread positivity (laughs) sal she just wants to spread spread what you don't know is she owns the bus company yeah that's probably true and she's bored tuesdays off exactly except when she really wants to talk to george I'm sorry. I was expecting towards the end of this book that she was going to jump out of the bus at the end and say, I'm glad it worked out for you, George. And then wings were going to pop out from behind her and she was going to just fly away like an angel. (laughs) Overall, I think the message was good. I think, you know, it's something that it was good for this good choice, Elizabeth, for for the book discussion, short, sweet, and, and has a good message that we all have something to take away. I, I really enjoyed it, and I hope I hope this sets uh, 
you know, uh, um, a starting point for us as the as the Miller podcast, we, we can pick another one and, and do this again. This will set the tone. If anybody has any suggestions, and but I think short and sweet. If I can, if I may. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alex is advocating for two and a half hours or less. Got it. <laughs> it was a, it was a good it was a good length. Yeah, I, I, I can see why I can see why it's a bestseller because I'm sure like all the companies out there are just giving this book out for for people to read and yeah. they can read it in one night. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, thank you everybody for being here. This we was appreciate fun. It. Thank Hopefully you. This is the first of many. Yes. This week's episode featured Alex Blend and Elizabeth Malafi. I'm Sal DiVincenzo. John Gordon's The Energy Bus is available at the Miller Business Center and for download as an audiobook at Hoopla Digital. Check your local library for details on how you can access. Centered on Business is a production of the Miller Business Center at Middle Country Public Library, an initiative of the Middle Country Library Foundation. For more information, visit our website at millerbusinesscenter.org.